0: Well, I have a microphone and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! Don't
1: stop me, cause I'm having a good time, having a good time! I'm a shooting star leaping through the sky. So, I think that this is episode 88. Why don't we ever know the episode numbers? I don't know. Is, is Dez Bryant 88? Des Bryant is 88. Michael Irvin was 88.
0: So, Des Bryant came out of retirement today.
1: Yeah. He's
0: uh, playing for the
1: Saints. I mean, it's kind of... I mean, that's a good situation for him, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, they're like, right now, one of the best teams in the NFL. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't know if he's gonna be any good, but
1: uh, sure, pick him up. <laughs> uh, what's going on over there? Uh. You know, I'm going to. I was just telling you, I'm going to Norway on Friday for a shoot, which means we're gonna have to. I mean, I. I will see. How tired I am when I get back Wednesday, but if we're gonna, I'm not gonna be able to record until at least Wednesday. That's all
0: right. Next weeks our hell week, and we're gonna be working nights, so.
1: Oh. It's gonna be. Uh, it's well, gonna we be can do a we can do a day pod at some point. Sure.
0: I mean. I'm gonna be working uh, hard nights starting uh, Wednesday all the way until Sunday. I'm well, basically working every day until uh Thanksgiving pretty much we're trying to get people out trying to wrap uh, cause we're gonna have like a truncated wrap we had some issues on this show with that uh one of our actors had some family issues so we had to basically change our schedule um and basically add four days um we're getting some insurance for it but we just got for a low budget movie adding days is like death pretty much yeah because we can't like because we were hoping to wrap everyone before Thanksgiving but now everyone's got up we gotta fly everyone out on on the worst time to fly out because most expensive flights and now we gotta fly them back in so that they can wrap and then fly them out again oh god so we're getting uh getting uh hemorrhaging some cash on this one but uh it's almost over I bought my flight back the 30th we'll be face to face at some point um soon uh doing the podcast in person where we have to stare at each other
1: alright it gets weird Huh. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you got any notes. I got no notes. Uh, I I mean, I really. We had an election. Well, I I was kind of thinking that was gonna be one of our topics. I actually forgot to just bring that up. Um, I, I I wanted to talk a little bit about that, not because of um, the politics. Did you watch any? Did you first of all? Did you vote? Yeah, I sent my stuff. Man. That's cool. I did a I did a mail in vote too. I'm totally all in on mail mailing votes. Yeah. I
0: thought he was going to win.
1: Well, Ted
0: Cruz won again.
1: So, here's some interesting things with this. Okay. Um First of all, I want to talk about All right, so let's talk about that. You're right. Um I, uh, everyone was kind of predicting he was going to lose. You know, I read this really good article. I think it was in the Dallas Morning Star, the Dallas Morning News, whatever the their main paper is. And it was a day before it was like the day of the election and it was just kind of like how he blew it. And I, I'm a big better guy. Like I'm totally like I was in Texas two weeks ago. It was Austin, so everybody had like their big signs for him everywhere, you know. Because if there's anything Austin wants to do, it's like stick their middle finger up to the rest of Texas. Um, but he, the article was saying that he really missed on promoting Texas values. You know, Texas is its own sort of mini-country within our country, you know? They're like... And while he was totally, you know, he was a pro-Texas guy and everything, he, he didn't, uh, from what the article is saying, he didn't do a great job of putting Texas needs ahead of his, his own agenda, and I think that that's what lost it for him. That's what, that's what this was saying. Do you think that he is going to run for the presidency, even though he lost... That's gonna be tight. I mean, I don't know. You know, one of the things I think people one of the reasons I think people love him is because he talks a lot like Obama, like he uses his hands and uses his cadence the same as Obama. And he's a tall, thin guy. Um, I don't know. I don't I think that's kind of hard to do. Right. Like, I think I I don't know. I mean, look, I don't know who the Democrats have that is appealing in any way right now anyway. But It's got to be hard to think of a guy that just lost in Texas to Ted Cruz, is to put him up against Trump, who killed Ted Cruz. Um, That's uh, it's a lot to ask because you know, Beto O'Rourke is obviously appealing to people in in cities. You need somebody who's going to be able to appeal to people who aren't in cities. If you're, if you're on the left and you want to try to win an election, because the cities are all going to keep be, um, voting, and that's why they're going, to, you're going to keep winning the popular vote because the cities have more people. But but you need someone who's gonna who's going to touch people in like the middle of America. And I don't know I, like if he can't win in Texas. I don't know if he can do that in the states that the Democrats would need to win. And that's purely a strategical thing, because I, I really like Beto O'Rourke. I think his message was exactly the right thing for right now, where he's like, I don't care what if you're Democrat or Republican, like, I'm I'm here to shift the aisle back to bipartisanship. So it's kind of bummed about it, but... Especially if... Were you watching the coverage? Because he jumped out to a huge lead, and, and it was like, uh-oh. uh-oh. I mean, no, I yeah. wish I... Did, but it was just like, no, you don't. It was so stupid to watch. I watched all of it. It was annoying. I don't know. I would have watched it.
0: Um, if I was able to. Um, what did you think of that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, or whatever her name was, who uh, won in New York, the youngest congresswoman uh, ever nominated? I
1: don't know. She's really, she's really you know... Um, She's... She was on that uh, Michael Moore documentary. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. She, she had a whole section of she, that. she just, she really is like a spark plug for debate on both sides. Like, she's so progressively left that it scares people, but at the same time, you know, the people on the right are... I, here's the thing. Here's the, here's the biggest problem. Everybody, and I was having this conversation with someone today, everybody needs to slow down because... Yeah the left is totally moving in and i can't believe we're having this big political discussion but it's, you know all right mostly your side but that's fine sorry i'm talking a lot but i still i read no, this it's fine. this like, i i don't know enough to engage in a
0: uh, like a very long conversation I mean, i know like bits and pieces but i am not dialed in as much
1: as I probably should. Well, I don't know. I think I'm di- I think I'm way too dialed in. Like I waste I waste way too much time reading shit and watching shit and listening to shit that doesn't affect a me. Huh? You you are a machine. You well, read you read a lot of shit. You listen to about eight podcasts a day. <laughs> I, don't know, you're, I don't know. You I don't know. I don't know how you do it. But you do. It. <laughs> <laughs> but like I kind of grew up like, you know, my my dad was in politics. Like politics has kind of been something that we've we've been into my my oh you know growing up a lot mayor. he was and he's not, uh, he's, he's not a mayor no he stepped down it's a whole thing he stepped oh. down there was like uh there's some local local stuff i don't um but yeah he they basically there's some weird shit that happened in in his town and he was like they were firing the woman that was kind of running the town i forget what the administrator and he was like you guys are firing her for doing, like, an awesome job. And he's like, if you if you do that, if you fire her, I'm going to step down. And so they fired her, and he stepped down. Uh, but anyway, anyway, that, but going back, so going back, so here's what I was having this conversation today, and somebody else had brought this point up, and I actually really liked it. It's like, you know, part of what scares people from voting Democrats right now, specifically, is... Their thought, their fear, of socialism and globalism, and how fast we're moving towards this globalistic world. This, and it's happening, and it's ha- and and every country in the world right now, it seems like is not every country, but a lot of countries and a lot of Europe is very scared of this as well, and that's why you have the rise of these nationalist parties and why, why you have this. But here's the thing: it's like, it's it's happening, and it's going to happen. You can't stop progress, like it. We are moving towards global like globalism is going to happen. It's like the world is shrinking, the internet has shrunk it. like this is just gonna ha- how it's gonna be. Um, the problem is the left has embraced it so hardcore that they like they, they run on it and the right, and these people who live in the middle of the country who aren't ready for it, you can't just push them into it. You have to be patient and you have to like, you know, you, you have to progress. You have to eventually like just let them work their way into it because it's happening. But you don't need to be like, get with this way or you're a racist. You're wrong. And, and I think that that that's part of the problem. Anyway, um, what I wanted to talk to about about the politics is, we, you know, when we lived together, one of our favorite things was Election Day was sitting down. And looking at our booklets and being like, <laughs> all right, dude. I don't, even, I don't even have the booklet with me. I don't even remember what it was. Uh, well, they weren't as exciting this year as they were when we used to do it. Like, we used to sit down and be like, wait a second. You mean if we vote for this proposition, all of the streetlights will be synced up? Hell yeah.
0: Yeah, and you know what? Like, I've gone to a lot of, I've worked in two cities this past year, like, that, should be linked up the lights are the worst, and I keep telling people I'm like, you know what? you know what we had on our ballot? we had on our ballot that all the lights would be synced up, and you guys should get that and uh
1: apparently they didn't go up you know it didn't happen, but well, uh, i like I like that you're using your experience in politics to talk to people a, on a local level. I think that that's that's pretty impressive <laughs> um. But, so what was on the bell this week? Uh, this um Well, I don't know if mine's different because I'm in Santa Monica, and so it's. But the big one in ours was like this Prop Ten, where like we have rent control in Santa Monica, and they're arguing to get rid of it. But it's like not to get rid of rent control It's to get rid of the law that says it that they put in place for rent control because it's apparently doing more bad than good because everybody's either homeless or. Paying out of their ass for rent here, Um, but there's a lot of arguments on both sides about it. Yeah, Uh, so that's what I mean. It wasn't anything that's super exciting. It wasn't like, like I remember, like six years ago, we went and we're like we're legalizing weed and we're getting the traffic lights (laughs) together and we were like, yes, this is like uh, this is a great ballot for us. And uh, this this was not nearly as fun as that one. Eventually, uh, the weed paid off. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, but uh, the other things I want to talk about about the election, we can move on. Um, how many, did you happen to check Facebook yesterday? Uh, no. Oh, okay. So you didn't what get, happened? well, I'm just wondering how many people in your life uh, posted pictures yeah, this, of themselves with the sticker?
0: Oh, pretty much everyone. So I guess I lied. I was on Facebook. I thought I was like supposed to see something, but
1: yeah. What do you think on about the sticker? And everybody has the sticker. What do you think about the sticker post? I don't wear the sticker. I don't wear the sticker. I don't I'm like. Yeah. I don't wear the ribbon. It's like a participation. Somebody else had written something about how it's like a participation trophy. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is, how many people in your office told you to vote or asked you to? Are you going to get out and vote? You know. Was that? Was there any people in your lives that were telling you to vote? I'm
0: the production. I'm production manager on this movie, and like all the local people had to like inform me that they were leaving.
1: But well, so. that's that's okay. <laughs> but that's fair. I'm saying, but they're if, like, hey, we gotta vote. That that I get. Like, yes. If you're gonna say, hey, I gotta vote, but if you're gonna be like, hey, man, you better get out and vote. it's like. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't need half the people I know in my life telling me I need to vote. Like, you, you. I I know you pretty well. You can't even fucking get to work on time. Like, maybe not telling me how to, fucking vote. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, uh, overall, um, I guess uh, I think in the end, here's my final thought. I think a, I, I'm kind of happy it turned out the way it did. I think to have Democrats holding one place. Republicans holding the other, bipartisanship is a good thing, and hopefully they can work together, even though there's no chance, but at least, like, it's not just one, like, if the Democrats have won everything, I don't know if this, everything gets better, you're not, you're not representing the whole country, so, I like that there's, one holds one, and one holds the other, Now we just gotta make them all be able to get along, and murder Mitch McConnell. Okay. Um, anyway, so that's our political stuff. Uh, speaking of political stuff, we were going to do a small, I guess, a short review of a political movie. And since I'm going to Oslo, uh, I guess this is all kind of. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I know. Um, um, which is uh, July 22 or 22 July or whatever it is. All right.
0: So, yeah, this movie by Paul Greengrass is on Netflix.
1: So you recommended uh, this, I think, a couple pods ago, and you said it was really good. And yeah,
0: I watched it on a plane, and I was just like, why am I watching this on a plane? Because I'm, like, very emotional right now. Um, but uh, what did you think of it?
1: It was great. Dude, I love Paul Greengrass.
0: Yeah, it was like... It's, you know, you want to tell people what it was about or
1: not? Um, right? Okay, what so basically like... it's about what happened... What was the year? Was it 2011?
0: people? tell the
1: person yeah uh, so mom it was about um, in 2009 or 2011 right yeah which everybody
0: that uh, I've read some reviews and stuff which say like is this too early for this
1: okay so like, based, is it too soon because do you remember this happening I don't yes I do does that do make I me a know. horrible person like the All right, so this guy basically uh, decides to set off some bombs uh, right near the prime minister in Norway, um, and while that, like, while all the police rush over there to like take care of him and and make sure that the scene is secure, he goes and disguises himself as a policeman and, and goes to this island. That has already been introduced to us, uh, which is an island full of kids at camp, and all these kids are privileged kids of government officials and whatnot. And And basically, he goes there and just starts hunting all the kids on the island, and not in like uh, Hunger Games, like you're like in the thrill of the chase. It's like scary, sick. Him just with a him with a gun, just shooting kids.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty intense movie. Yeah, um, very emotional. Like I thought that the way they played the uh, the girl uh, who kept who kept coming to the hospital. Yeah. Um, I thought that that was like she was gonna be bad.
1: Oh really? I didn't really get like that. She was like just doing this because like
0: she had lost her like. Sibling or whatever it was, and like wanted to be around people that had survived the event. Um, but it was very, it was a very emotional movie. I mean, I don't know, and it was very well done. This guy's a pretty good filmmaker. Um, but every time you watch one of Paul Greengrass's movies, you say, like, how does he, how did he make this? Like, there's just so much like stuff that, like, accurate, accurate, like. You know what it felt like to me Remember that movie um, That Angelina Jolie did Where she was like the wife Of the, the journalist who got her head cut off Yes that's cut.
1: a really good that is, She was the wife of Daniel Pearl right um, Yeah uh, I forget the name um, of that movie i was Heart I think it was called Yes that movie's great Yeah it felt exactly
0: like that in a different, um,
1: From a different point of view Interesting okay um,
0: but both of those movies, like, I sat there and I'm like, I feel like this is, like, really going on. Yeah. I think when we watched that the first time, the Mighty Heart movie, we, like, like looked at each other and, or, I think I was
1: we saw it together. But yeah, in the theater. Like, saw the I theater. feel
0: like this is, like, happening. Or this is, like, not, this is a documentary rather than a movie. Um. So that's kind of, like,
1: how this felt. Yeah, I agree with that. But, but Paul Greengrass is also very good at that. Yeah. Um, like where, I was trying to think what, what his Why he's doing a Netflix movie And what his last couple of movies were uh, What was the last thing he did? Captain Phillips?
0: Um, was that his last movie? Captain Phillips?
1: I'm going to start looking up But did you like Captain Phillips? Yeah, I love Captain Me Phillips Me too um, the, the ending of
0: that was like That was another Like he had all EMTs and shit in the, at the end of that movie. Um, and it felt like
1: Tom Hanks was really being rescued. Yeah. So that's um, the thing, is if you're going to have a disaster in a movie about it, he's your guy. Oh, Jason Bourne. you know, Jason again. Yeah, so I was just going to say he did that Bourne movie. That was not good. That was horrible. Um, um, and then Green Zone before that. I like Green Zone I can't even remember Green Zone I mean I remember it happening I just don't remember like okay. I thought I mean it you know it wasn't like one of his best but but yeah United 93 another one that was awesome yeah he's very good about taking uh historical movies and making them Bloody Sunday another one yeah um what what is the best Paul Greengrass movie would you say Probably uh, born supremacy. So that's the second one, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's supremacy. We yeah we we've, we've done the born stuff before. I think I'm with you. Born supremacy is probably. His... United ninety three was really good though, and so was bloody Sup- uh It's tough. Yeah, I remember seeing
0: United ninety three. I think I saw it in the theater. Um, and like at the very end of the movie, it just was like silent.
1: Yeah. And you just, like, are sitting back, like, That's right. Talk. That's right. I did not see it in a the theater. I did not want to see it. I was not ready to see that when that came out. I was really mad they made a movie that fast about it, but, um, it is really good. Uh. I'm not sure if 22 July was made by Netflix. Um. I read somewhere he said he wanted to do Netflix because that way his kids would watch it or something or. On Netflix or, or on the IMDb, it says it's a three part story,
0: so I feel like he made maybe made a TV show and then Netflix bought it. Oh,
1: I don't know. And
0: then they like put it, cut it together as one movie, kind of like they're dealing with this uh, Buster Scruggs movie that. Right. The Coen Brothers movie that we're gonna probably review next week.
1: But, does that come out? Um, this, that come out this week?
0: Comes out on Netflix next Friday, I
1: think. Next Friday or this Friday? This Friday. Oh, good. Wait, I'll, what's what's today? No, uh, no, next Friday. Oh, I was gonna say I could download that for the plane. That'd be great. Um, the last time I took a long plane when I went to Japan, I downloaded the Vietnam, the Ken Burns Vietnam series. Well,
0: um, um, the girl with the dragon. Thing movie comes out this weekend which I didn't realize until I saw the commercial um but anyway so I definitely recommend
1: that movie I thought it was great yeah but it is but you're right but you were right and I was glad that you told me before I saw it that it was a tough hang that it's a tough movie um and so just be prepared it's like a really disturbing thing and it's shot very with with a lot of realism so um You know, I think there's respectful about how they don't go too far with the kid deaths, but they also don't let, you know, they don't completely, it's not a bunch of cutaways with gunshots. There are, you know, there's some of that, but they don't overdo it either way. And I appreciate that because, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of opinions going on there and a lot of sensitivity and as there should be, I'm not, you know, but, but I, I appreciate the way that they decided to go after it the way that they did. Um, All right. So uh, the next, our next, we're moving along, man. We're cooking. This is good. We should, we should be doing this with all of our pods. I'm sure our one listener would appreciate it. So I saw a movie in the
0: theater this week. Um, I went to see the uh, Bohemian Rhapsody.
1: So you can review it. I'm going to review why I'm not seeing it.
0: First of all, I thought the movie was entertaining. Um, when I was watching it, I felt like some of it, like, was cheap. Like, looked very cheap. Like, a, more of like a TV movie. Um, I felt like uh, there was some inaccuracies as I was watching it. In terms of, and before we get into the actual like things that were like, right with the movie. Like, there's this scene where he tells his bandmates that he has AIDS, and this is, like, right when AIDS was, like, a huge, like, the new thing, and, like, no one really knew, like, what, you know, have happened, like, what AIDS was, and what everybody was, like, freaked out by it. And so he tells his band that he has AIDS, and they, like, look at him, and they, like, just hug and stuff. And I was like, I'm sorry, but I can't imagine that this went down this way, because, you know, people didn't thought that they could get AIDS, like, just by touching somebody, like, people weren't allowed to go places, or people weren't allowed to go to school if they had HIV, you know, like, there was all this stuff, and they played it off, like, "Eh." you know, like, oh, you're sick, this is sad, but we're still buddies, and then they would hug and stuff, and I was like, and then there's, like, a scene where he, like, kisses, like, his ex fiance's like cheeks in front of her boyfriend, and uh, you would think that the boyfriend would just be like, Dude, you know,
1: don't do that. But, so, uh, yeah, so this is the disease of having a rock biopic, and the producers are the ba- other band, the living bandmates. This is the same thing that happened with uh, with uh, Straight Out of Compton, right. Where they have that whole scene at the end where they're in the hospital. Yeah. And it totally ruined that movie for me. Because you know that they weren't. They were all still feuding. They weren't all sitting in the hospital waiting outside. Like, oh, we were just going to get the band back together. You know, it's like bullshit. Yeah. Um, there, I, I actually was telling this joke today. Uh, I was thinking back on what I think might be the greatest South Park joke ever. Uh, which is a big statement. It's up there. Everybody's got AIDS. Well, it's the AIDS episode, so when Magic Johnson has AIDS and yeah. and uh, they Yeah, this they, was the best. Yeah, and he gets like the uh, it turns out if you sleep next to a giant pile of cash it it cures AIDS. And no, I am gonna explain it and then so okay. like they announce that cash is the cure for AIDS and uh, This guy is driving down the street In the middle of Africa A white guy And he pulls his car over to the side of the road It's like he, a Land Rover Yeah, it's like a, it's like a Land, Rover. Land Rover He jumps out And he goes, hey everybody They found the cure for AIDS All you need is a big pile of cash Woo-hoo. And he jumps up and he gets in his car He drives off And you just see all of these like poor African people <laughs> In the fields working no, but it,
0: it wasn't like all you need is cash. You know,
1: like, <coughs> yeah. They
0: grind they grind it up and they inject it into their bodies. So they're like, All you
1: have to do is Well, but he says it to them. Cash. But what he says to them is all you need is a big pile of cash. Woohoo. You know, and it's all poor like people are, like working in the fields with no cash and who actually are <laughs> all like skin and bones. Right, exactly. It's uh, just it's just such a great anyway. Um but all right, so let's so go back big to the movie. Climactic... You know, after you, after I got back from the movie,
0: and I texted you, and you're like saying all this shit that was like inaccurate. I was like, oh, I gotta look this up because, because uh, when I was watching it, it, you know, it didn't bother me because they, you know, they end the movie with live aid, and it's a fucking awesome performance, and uh, like just it went on a little long, but it was really good. Okay. Um. Um. But. When you watch, like, the movie, like, if you go and watch the Live Aid performance, have, like, the actual one on YouTube, it's, like, basically
1: exactly the same. So I, I've actually like seen did. that performance recently when I, before Netflix was a streaming thing and you'd have to get the DVDs, I actually got the DVDs for Live Aid because I wanted to re-watch the whole thing. And, you know, when you watch everybody's performances at Live Aid, it stands out, like, Like, nothing. Like, it's amazing how much, just how good that performance is.
0: Yeah, it was amazing. I watched it again when I got back from the movie. First, but what I'm getting at is that after you said that, I, like, basically Googled, we'll talk about what you said, because I'm sure you have, like, a list of things that happened. But I was like, oh, I gotta see if, like, this movie's, like, really that inaccurate. And in the movie, like, the dramatic ending is basically the way the way the arc goes is that they break up. He goes on this tailspin where he does all this drugs and, like, has all this gay sex and gets AIDS and figures out that no one in his life loves him, so he, like, gets the band back together um, and their reunion. He goes and tells them that he has AIDS and they get the band back together as a reunion for the Live Aid concert. So I like when I Googled it, it said that number one, they never broke up. The band never broke up. Like he just went and did a solo album by himself. Right. Number two, he never he never told them to after well first of all that Live Aid wasn't a reunion show.
1: It was part of a 60 a sixty gig tour. Yeah.
0: And that he didn't tell them till live Aid that he had AIDS. Like, they made, the movie made him, like, being sick. Like, and it felt like he this was going to be his last show ever. Um, as part of the dramatic, um you know, climax of the movie that made the ending so much more powerful. Right. But then you find out that it wasn't correct and you're like, well, why would they even do that? Why not just tell the story as it is? Well, so, it just wasn't as interesting.
1: Right. right. So, so what's super annoying is like if you and I wrote the Queen movie and we produced it and we didn't get Brian May and the other members of Queen to sign off, we might take that liberty, right? But what the hell is the band doing saying, Hey, we know this is completely untrue, but, uh, this is the story we want out there.
0: Yeah. I just don't understand why they wouldn't tell it the way it was.
1: Well, I talked to, I
0: get for a movie, like for a movie, like when I went into watching it, I didn't realize what, I'm not a huge queen fan. I mean, I like their music, but it's not like I follow them. Um, I enjoyed the movie as it was constructed. It wasn't a great movie, but it was it was very entertaining. Um, but uh, to
1: come out of it and find out that that's what that wasn't really the story it was a kind of a letdown. Right, and so I don't think it's gonna get
0: Oscar stuff because of that. Uh,
1: um, all right, so then, like some other things, there's just some I, I haven't seen the movie, obviously, but some other things i read is like some of the music they said was released like five years before it was actually released and used as storylines that weren't really true and all that kind of stuff. Um, the So, the thing that really turned me off of it, and this is so when you're saying, why would they do that? um i I was talking to somebody who's a big queen fan like two days ago who refused to see it. And he said, it's because the other band members, and this is the drummer and the guitarist Who I forget the drummer, but the guitarist is Brian May. They kind of think that um that Queen would have been Queen with or without Freddie Mercury. And so they I don't know if I agree with that. Well, I don't think anybody agrees with that. But that's <laughs> that's kind of I think that's kind of the attitude that they they go into this with. And so If you listen to when Sasha Baron Cohen was uh, attached to this and he was trying to do it, um, they all pulled off and pulled out and said, "We're not, we're not going to be a part of this because you're making it the Freddie Mercury show." And one of the things that he said, one of the reasons he pulled out of it was because they wanted to, they wanted to end the movie with um, Adam Lambert in the band, like that being part of the story.
0: That's funny because I was like, I was actually waiting for that, and I found out that he's actually had a cameo in the movie, and I didn't realize
1: it. Uh, well, they were saying uh, on Stern, he was saying that the original script that he was involved in, um, they when he was working with them, they wanted to include that whole aspect of it, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, that's that's ridiculous. Um, the other thing, the other reason that they overwrote it is because, you know, apparently Freddie Mercury had a pretty. Insane life, uh, like a lot of partying, a lot of drugs, a lot of sex, yeah. um, and I know that there's probably a montage of it in there. Or, but no, they touch on it. But but it's nowhere near the decadence of what it was, and that was actually to to Sasha Baron Cohen when he was talking about it. That was what was the most interesting part of it. And yeah, um, I
0: mean, he threw like lavish parties and got fucked up. I mean. But yeah, it wasn't the tone of the movie that they constructed was not to show like this dark side or like just crazy side of this personality. Well,
1: it's PG thirteen. There's no way a story about that guy should ever be PG thirteen. True. You know, I mean that's a guy who did copious amounts of drugs, had I guess crazy amounts of unprotected gay sex. Like, and yeah. that was his, like, that's what he did. Like, he partied like that, and then...
0: Yeah, they said in the movie that he, like, basically, like, had sex with uh, different people every night.
1: So, the only person, I guess, who's really retired from the band is the bassist, and um I don't so know how...
0: another thing, like, in the movie. Like, the bassist wasn't even the... Original basis, like, they made it seem like they were the founding members of the band, but I guess there was, like, someone before them.
1: So, the thing that's amazing when you listen to Queen songs, and I'm not a huge Queen fan, I mean, I'm, I'm familiar with, like, you know, but I'm not, like, but one of the things that makes Queen so good is their bass lines. Like, when you hear, like, Another One Bites of Dust or Under Pressure, um, you know, their bass lines are, like, awesome. And that guy like yeah. wrote a lot of those songs, and um, well, yeah, in the in the movie,
0: which kind of was what one of the reasons I didn't, one of the things I didn't like about the movie, he would just be like, oh, you're, I got something, and then he would just start playing it, and it would like be like the lead into one of the song, like one of their popular songs, and you're like, oh, so you just like picked up the guitar and started playing that, and they're like, oh, that's good, let's let's use that. Like, just no practice, just automatic. <laughs> I was like, I have a, I'm going to come up with something right now. And
1: boom. That was like a hit. So, right. It's like, so, it's really hard for me to sit here and, and put down a movie I haven't seen. But these, seeing all these things were all the reasons why I didn't want to see it. And um, I'm sure that it is very entertaining because the music is really good, right? Yep. And they probably use it well. So, but. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to.
0: What are your feelings of like a scene of Mike Myers talking about how no one's gonna like Bohemian Rhapsody?
1: Well, I don't. So I saw that clip. I saw him on um, a talk show, and I saw that clip, and I actually thought it was pretty. I thought it was a cool little cameo callback. I'm fine with that. Yeah, that's funny. Um, you know, my my biggest. I'll tell you. My do you have a favorite Queen song? Yeah, it's a good one. I went to... When I was in um, Amsterdam, like, two years ago, the last night I was there, I just was, like, walking home from, like, going out, and, like, I was just popping in random bars, and I I popped into, like, this club. And it was all, like, kids there, and I was, like, pretty much the oldest person there. And just had a drink, and I just kind of wanted to be around it. And, you know, everyone isn't speaking English. And then, all you know, I mean, they speak, everyone speaks English there, but for the, for the most part, everyone's speaking to each other in Dutch the whole time. And then, Don't Stop Me Now came on. And I didn't even, I wasn't all that familiar with that song. Or Can't Stop <laughs> Me Now. Or Don't Stop Me Now. And it was like, everybody stopped what they were doing. And I'm like saying, they were all like 23 year old, 24 year old kids and just started singing that song, like as if we were all in a music video. And it was just such a awesome, like, positive party, good time, that that kind of became a song that I just love. I just always think about that. And it's funny because there's a bar, I mean, and I, I know Bohemian Rhapsody is the big one that everybody always sings along to, but there's a bar in, and tell me if you remember this, there's a bar in, I believe it's Redondo beach called the gasser and it's a motorcycle bar it's got johnny cash painted on the outside and we've been there a couple times on a friday or saturday night and the last song they play is bohemian rhapsody and all these motorcycle guys start singing the song and you're like i don't know another band that gets multiple close downs at random bars with with sing-alongs so anyway that's that. So we're going to say not recommending that, but it's no. pro- but it's not like a bad time. Like you're probably going to have no. a good time if you can not care about all that shit. If you just want to go see a movie about a band, you probably don't care all that much about knowing the real truth to then go see it.
0: Yeah, it's entertaining. The music's good. Not that accurate of a movie.
1: All right. Um, I guess the last thing we're going to go into is our, our picks here. Uh.
0: Let me just say one thing before you Olympics. So college, college basketball started. Yes. And uh, Duke fucking came out with a thunder.
1: Did you watch? Did you watch any of that?
0: No, I saw the highlights though. The Zion <coughs> kid is
1: fucking sick. It, it's not even fair. It's really not even fair. Like they are so good, and that Zion kid. Holy crap! That guy is good. Like I watched. I turned on. So I, I watched the first half Like some of it And I was just like Good god This isn't even Like They're like playing yeah. Two different sports And then I just came back to it In the second half Just to like Just to check in And They're just kind of Having their way For
0: I mean, the number two team To get destroyed like that They're just gonna have a pretty nice Little season I think
1: Yeah I, I, It'd be tough to see them Losing a game I mean They might have the three Best players in the country um, you know, Carolina's got a really, really good freshman and um, some returning starters, so they, it's a shame because that team has no chance against this Duke team as it's currently constructed. Yeah, it's really I mean, interesting. Was, that was I can't wait
0: to be unemployed and be able to watch basketball. So uh can't wait to go watch a Laker game, buddy. See LeBron in action.
1: Well, is LeBron really in action, or is he just kind of out on the court going through the motions? He's right. He's
0: right now. He's going through the motions. Yeah. But uh, he'll be out there. Um.
1: All right. So your picks. Yeah, I'm not loving my picks because uh, I I kind of did them right when we got on the start of this, but last week I went three and one. I don't think I did very well. You went two and two. So it's back to back weeks of me at three one and you at two two. Let me just say this though, I, I should have just bet straight NFL last week. I think that I could have gone like ten and zero in last week, and and I just for some reason last week the the lines all made sense to me. Everything just seemed to line up, and I was like, I can pick every single one of these games. Now, what usually happens is that happens once a year. And then you think you can do it every week after, and you just get destroyed. So I know this week I can't. And I don't okay. see it. I don't see anything barely I like in the NFL this, this week. But you and I did come down to, like, we both bet money line parlays that came down to that Patriots game. Yeah. And uh, you took the Packers. I did. Which I'm interested why you'd take I'm the interested. Packers money line.
0: Because uh, I needed a. It was just to make the payout. Better. But
1: don't you think you should pick teams that are going to win? Like, what made you think they were going to win? Oh,
0: dude, they could totally win that game. I don't know. I didn't I, think that they were, like, that was, obviously, if I thought the Pats were going to win, I would have bet them. I, right, right. So, uh, I'm
1: just wondering, like, are you giving Green Bay a little too much credit because they don't look that good right now? Well,
0: that was the first time I bet them, so, sure.
1: Okay. Um. Alright, so who do you like? Uh, I went with three. three picks? I went with three college games. Uh, let me. The first one. I got, is... I got two and two. Oh, good. All right. So you know, it's kind of nice that we've been switching it up each week. Like some, you you know, you've mostly been taking more college, and I've been taking more pro. But this week we're gonna switch it back around, and that's nice. Uh, my first pick is um, West Virginia at home against TCU minus eleven and a half. Yeah. TCU's good. But West Virginia is playing really good. What the,
0: the play I'm looking at is West Virginia
1: thirteen and a half. Oh, I've got uh sportsbook right right now as I as I speak is at minus eleven and a half. Maybe we should be on the same thing. Well, I'm look. I'm not just making it up. I'm going by There's my phone. Like no, I'm saying
0: like we should be
1: going off the same. Well, it's okay. The it doesn't matter. I'm I'm making it that. does decision. matter
0: because. The spreads are different on
1: the It's not like you're betting but it's not like you're betting against it. So who cares? You know what I mean? I mean, what's the difference if I say, Hey, I like uh West Virginia minus seven and then you could be like, Wait a second, that sounds a little fishy. Eleven and a half there's obviously like it's just All right, two different lines.
0: Alright, so you like West Virginia. Will Greer fucking oh, having a Heisman Heisman year. Him being on the jets. So,
1: there you go. All right. Well, you're going to probably have your pick of uh, about anybody you want. So, um, my second pick is going to be uh, Ohio State minus three and a half at Michigan State. I have been fucking dealing with this Michigan State team back and forth, right and wrong. So, I fully anticipate losing this. But I just think Michigan State has been a complete. Meth, uh, like just misfire this year and so anytime I can get around a field goal against them with probably a top 5 team I'm going to do it okay my first my
0: first college bet is uh, a team that I really like this year and I've won some money already on I'm going UCF again
1: Okay. they're, they-
0: playing, Navy, they're playing Navy and they're minus 25 and a half uh, this UCF team is, can score a shit ton of points um, And
1: they're fun to watch So uh, they play no auto so They so, uh, they covered for you last week, right? Yeah I'm going UCF again All right Ride the wave I am
0: And then my second pick, if I can find it, is Florida
1: Minus s- uh-huh. six Minus six Yeah I like that too I like that a lot they're playing... Uh, South Carolina. South Carolina, yeah. Yeah, that was my that would have been my fifth pick. I, I'm, I'm with you there. I like, I like that one. I mean, one.
0: Florida's gotten crushed the last two weeks. Um, they haven't looked good. But I think they're going to bounce back this week.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I, and I don't think South Carolina is very good. Yeah. Uh, my, my third pick uh, is... Uh, my third college pick is going to be Texas... Minus two uh, at Texas Tech. How good was that West Virginia-Texas game? I know. Texas is good. Like, they're not great, but they're good. They're, like, they're getting their mojo back.
0: I love that West Virginia fucking one like for two. I mean, I love that.
1: Great call by that guy. All right. All right, what are your two NFL picks?
0: I'm going against really bad teams.
1: Okay. Uh, I'm
0: going Kansas City Chiefs minus 16.5 versus the Cardinals. And I'm going the Jets minus 7.5 versus Buffalo. Buffalo is so fucking bad. (laughs) Like, I don't. I think uh, actually Derek Anderson might be playing.
1: Oh, God. Um, Starting. It's they must They must really hate Kaepernick in, in that league. Yeah. If Derek uh, Anderson's playing They are just
0: and the, didn't we bet Buffalo is the worst team? Yeah. The Giants the Giants need to win a couple for us to win that bet. Well,
1: they stole the Cowboys, so did you watch the Cowboys uh Titans game at all? I didn't no, I no I didn't. So that is one of the most poorly coached teams you'll ever see in your life. Did you see the guy who dressed up like the clapper for Halloween? Yes, I did. That was funny. Dude, that's made its rounds. People have seen that. Yeah. Um, they're bad. They're they're really bad. Like, they have they have. Um, they've got like weapons on both sides. Like their defense is pretty good. They gave Ezekiel Elliott like. He had, like, 95 yards in the first half, and they gave it to him six more times the rest of the game. It's, like, one of the worst game plans. And they just kept trying to force in Amari Cooper because they want to, I, I guess, because they want to prove that he should have been worth a first-rounder, but, God, it was awful. It was awful. Um, my, my last pick is also betting against a bad team, and I, I look at this line, and... I wanna say it's the lock of the year, but it it's one of those things that looks so obvious to me, I can't believe it's there, which is Atlanta minus five at Cleveland.
0: Yeah. I know, I was looking
1: at that lock. You know too. you can't take Atlanta because you keep saying that Atlanta sucks.
0: I just I hate Matt Ryan. I think he's not good. But yeah, that lock, that, that four and a half is uh, is interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean I I don't know. I look at that and I'm like, how do you not take that? Like um it's more a pick against the the Browns than anything, but um That's my pick. So uh oh. yeah, it looks good. So we we're getting out of here in under an hour. It feels good. I th- I think we did some good work here. What do you think? I'm pretty good bounce back last week's there's some sound problems, you know, a little bit of a mess. But yeah, uh, did a lot. good one, buddy. Thanks. So uh, yeah, well, I guess we'll talk about those adventures. I'm hopefully gonna go get to see the Scream, the the painting, the Scream in real life. Oh, nice. Yeah, but uh, we'll see how that how the scheduling works out. But um, I gotta come and uh, work on one of your shits. That's right. We're gonna make we're gonna make that happen. Well, good luck with your. Uh, actually, I don't want you there because I don't want you to see how um, poorly run. My, my ship is Dude like, I'll just be happy To be out there <laughs> you, You're gonna You're gonna see The efficiency level of, of like You're gonna be like Dude you got like Five people working On these jobs And this is how Inefficient you are
0: I can't uh, wait to tell you All the stories In this movie That I'm working on yeah. um,
1: well, you'll, good, you'll, you'll, be, you'll be shocked So good luck to you And your hell week With it And um I'll check back in With you as soon as I get back And we'll figure out When we can To our next episode I'm guessing it's gonna be Later in the week But um yeah. All right. All right. Well, have fun. Thanks. Thanks for listening, everybody.